stuff you can't eat with Shane. Hello and welcome to the first mini-sode of Stuff You Can't Eat with Shane. If you've never heard this bit before, it is something I used to do on the radio before we got laid off. Um, it turned into a bit where basically I was just saying, hey, if you eat this thing, it's going to give you cancer. Because there is a study like that every single week. Also, it was a fluctuation of, like, whether milk and eggs were bad for you. It changed every single day. But, you know, we got laid off, so I'll take a hint. The bit needs to evolve. So, here's what it is now, okay? It's some food news, some food facts, and just me being fat. And that's what you all want, I assume. So let's get this started. Let's go again! Pizza Hut has rolled out a new item this week. It is a stuffed crust without the pizza. Apparently, it is the 25th anniversary of Pizza Hut's stuffed crust. So, first of all, congrats, Hut. Uh, it's no, still, nobody has out pizza them, which is amazing. But uh, to celebrate, they're offering a pizza-less ring of cheese stuffed dough. It, if you have not seen this thing, it's literally just a stuffed crust pizza without the center portion. And uh, they're calling it the nothing but stuffed crust, which I feel like is a missed marketing opportunity. As a marketer, I have a couple of ideas for you. Um, I would have personally called it the Italian Halo, or the Vern Troyer's Edible Hula Hoop, or the You Never Gonna Sheet Again. I don't know if anybody has that same problem with cheese. And here's some other news that doesn't matter to Rochester. Apparently Papa John's rolled out its own stuffed crust pizza a couple weeks ago, and so that's why Pizza Hut is like going ham with theirs again, being like, hey, I, we got the real, real poison over here. And I just want to say, I still find it amazing that Papa John's just up and left Rochester. Like, they just closed up all their shops and took off. I've never heard of a business pulling the I'm going to get a pack of smokes with their employees. Like The employees, like, showed up the next day. And they're like, eh, oh, I guess I need to update my resume. I just feel like that's a, there's a lot of fat kids like me that loved garlic butter sauce. And they're still dealing with the fallout of their Papa just leaving them like that, just in the in the wind. It's a traumatic experience, I, I imagine, just as traumatic as a phone call with Papa John himself. You're unbelievable, man. Nacho fries are back at Taco Bell, and I would just like to say thank you, but no thank you. First of all, I just got the Cajun spice off of my steering wheel. Second of all, you cannot you cannot get rid of the Fiesta potatoes and then assume you can win us back with the nacho fries. You can't two and a half men this situation. Obviously, Charlie Sheen is the Fiesta Potatoes. Sure, they sometimes have a hard edge on them, and they may have traces of tiger blood, but you just can't bring in those tall, slender Ashton Kutcher nacho fries and assume we're going to be all good with your Taco Bell, okay? I don't care how many times they've been inside of Demi Moore. I'm out. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. Here's a story that I saw this week that made me proud to be an American again. I haven't felt like patriotic in a while, and this one brought me back. A new study found that 78% of people say they consume foods that causes them stomach discomfort at least a few times a month. Four in five Americans regularly eat food they know will upset their stomach. They're like, it's going to destroy me, and I'm going to do it anyways. 28% of people admit to eating food like this. Uh, once a week, which is just amazing. To me, this is as American as a problem as you can get. Like, this is up there with school shootings. Like, other places in the world don't have clean water. Here in America, one of our biggest dietary issues is that we cannot stop eating dairy 
even though we know it's going to ruin our week. Just amazing. So yeah, we're still doing fine, America. I know that you think that we're in the crapper, but that's if that's our biggest issue, we're, we're doing okay. Oh, da, 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 da. What the fuck is it with you? Okay, now here's a segment called Quick Bites, because I can be hacky too, 94.1 The Zone, all right? I can be hacky. You, if you just were like, hey, Shane, we need you to be more of a hack. And I've been like, yeah, what are you going to do? Pay me less? You can't legally. I need to really specify that. They paid me an illegal wage. All right, moving on. Quick Bites. A new study found that switching to a diet of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and legumes with no daily calorie limit can increase your after-meal calorie burns by an average of 18.7%. In other words, if you are overweight and you want to lose weight in new, like for your New Year's resolution, you switch to fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and legumes, and you can eat as much of it as you want. Just go ham with that stuff. You will still burn calories, like more calories than you would if you ate other stuff. If you ate meat, okay? High fat meat, which is crazy, right? Because nobody's going to do that. Also, I found that in my own personal study uh, of Joe Rogan, that a balanced diet of elk meat and DMT will increase your ability to absorb alt-right bullshit by close to 1,000%. Okay, what happened to that podcast? What happened to Joe? What happened to Joe? Are you professional or not? A new major global study has found that vitamin D helps shield against respiratory infections such as colds and influenza. And it would have been nice to know this a few months ago. Thank you for nothing, science. So like I've been telling my wife, the best way for you to fight COVID is to get some D. You can take that joke with you to the office tomorrow or more honestly probably not anywhere because you're unemployed don't shut me up last but not least uh research out of deacon university in australia go fighting wildfires has found out that the mediterranean diet can help fight depression right so mediterranean diet that's like a lot of olives i imagine uh clean fish whatever they eat in greece right the mediterranean diet But for me, and I know a lot of other people, 2020 has been a little rough. I think after the layoff, I don't think sucking down hummus and falafel is going to fix me. That's why I have installed a isolation chamber in my basement. I have filled it to the brim with olive oil. I'll be sitting in there. I'll just be looking at uh, pictures of the two most famous and least depressed Greeks that I know, Zach Galifianakis and Milo Yiannopoulos. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. I don't care to look it up. I just hope he's doing okay. Because he does look like he's very sad inside. I'm going to fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, shut up for a second, all right? The last part of this mini-sode that nobody's still listening to is, I will just say, the best thing and the worst thing that I ate this week. Because it's my time. Mark's not here. And I don't care. So the best thing I ate this week was my wife and I had a fine Italian meal consisting of a bag of frozen mini raviolis and a jar of pasta sauce that was less than a dollar. In case you're wondering, it is Mama Rosie's mini round spinach and cheese ravioli. You can pick it up at Wegmans. They are delicious. They are made of spinach, ricotta, and Romano cheese. And also, and this is according to the bag, hand-harvested Sicilian sea salt. 
doesn't sound COVID friendly to me. I don't understand how you pull salt out of the sea. All I know is hand harvested Sicilian sea salt sounds like an Italian man uh, uh, jizzed into my food, and that's fine because it was it was quite tasty. Oh, good for you! The worst thing I ate this week was Wegman's arugula parmesan salad. It, it comes in another bag. We eat a lot of out of bags here in my household. It's a kit. And it's absolutely brutal. I do not recommend it. For those of you non-salad eaters, arugula is a very bitter leaf. So what you need to do is pair it with like a dressing. It's kind of sweet, you know, kind of takes some of the bite out of it. But Danny and the crew over at Wegmans paired it with a lemon dressing. That is, if there was a dressing part to it, I don't know, because it just felt like lemon. It hurt in my mouth. It was like a warhead that just didn't quit. Uh, It was brutal. The cheese was good, though. I will give it up for the cheese. And if I remember to keep on doing this podcast moving forward, you can expect to hear the sentence, the cheese was good, though, much, much more. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done.